Hey everyone, welcome back to Ask Nutritionist Deepa. I am uh, uh, dietitian Deepa and uh, I'm back with another exciting episode of my, our podcast. First of all, I hope you all are doing well and taking care of yourself. And uh, don't forget to send me your questions because as you know, I love to hear from you uh, and uh, love to answer your questions and get you going on your journey of uh, taking care of yourself and uh, your health and so on and so forth. Okay, so what do I have planned for today? Today's episode is super exciting because I'm going to go drinking. Now, that's exciting, isn't it? And uh, it's not only about uh, drinks or cocktails, but it is also about gardening. So two interesting subjects but one talented person who is going to show us that. And uh, my guest today is a young gentleman named Adam Rochelle. Okay. Now, uh, Adam is, a, is my friend's son. And what got my attention uh, uh, in terms of why I should get Adam on, the, on this episode of uh, today's podcast was when I was talking to his mom, uh, she was telling me about, you know, how he's into gardening and uh, at the same time, he makes this interesting, uh, very, uh, uh, how can I say, like gourmet cocktails, so on and so forth. So uh, he's going to tell us his story. So Adam, welcome to Ask Nutrition is Deepa. And uh, I'm going to introduce as an urban farmer but more importantly, a mindful craft cocktail bartender. Now, how many times do we get a mindful uh, bartender? But I happen to have found one and he's going to uh, share a, a ancient, ancient cocktail recipe for us. So everybody please stick around until the end. But Adam, welcome to the episode. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, pleasure to be here. Same here. Uh, so Adam, tell us who you are, what your background is, and uh, tell us a little bit about this urban farming, what you do on that, uh, in that respect, and uh, your night job as a bartender. Yeah, okay. Um, so I went to school for political science, and then after college, I worked in politics uh, for about five years working with different organizations. I ran a political consulting firm that dealt with campaign finance uh, for about five years. <clears throat> and during that time, I started to get really interested in food insecurity issues. Um, so my background had always kind of been in in urban politics and like civil rights sort of things. And as many people know or may not know, there's there's a race issue that um, coincides with socioeconomic issues. So a lot of food insecurity issues are in uh, communities of color um, and they can be difficult to get resources to those communities um, to kind of prop them up or make them self-sufficient. Uh, so I started interning with a group called Grow House here in Denver, Colorado. Um, G-R-O-W-H-A-U-S, Grow House. 
Okay. Uh, and they're a very cool group. They run a greenhouse in a food desert neighborhood, which um, just for clarification, a food desert neighborhood means a neighborhood where there is no grocery store uh, within like a two mile radius. So a lot of these neighborhoods <clears throat> in this city that are food deserts are also the poorest neighborhoods and they're neighborhoods where you have a lot of single parents or not a lot of cars, like people don't can't afford cars. So two miles to have to get your groceries every day or every couple of days is, is mm -hmm. quite a trip. Um, so people end up eating out of like a 7-Eleven or whatever is close by and mm -hmm. you don't really get access to like fresh produce that way. Um, that so that, that is, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that is just um, amazing uh, statistics. You, if you If you think about it, that even in like we have some areas of the city where we have excessive food and then you have these food uh, deserts which are which is really you know i mean i work in public health i work in an underserved community so i completely understand uh, the issue there or as a you know a barrier that yeah. affects persons access to food and when we end up eating wrong food obviously poor health and you know poor self-esteem so on and so forth so um, listeners out there adam is a perfect example of not only identifying something that he saw was a problem but is doing something about it so adam tell us a little bit about what how how you are doing your job of of gardening you can say farming or you know how how are you spreading the message Right. Okay. So yeah, working with Grow House, I learned about hydroponic farming there. And so I started getting interested in doing that in my own home um, mm -hmm. to kind of experiment and to show people how they could set up a system. Um, and through that course of work, I actually switched from hydroponic to aquaponic farming. Mm -hmm. uh, they're both soilless forms of growing that you can do indoors year round. Um, you can start with very little systems, <clears throat> even a system that sits on your countertop and grows herbs, you know, is wow. one example of how most, uh, how many people get started with it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, you can also have full-scale farming operations like this. There's a tomato farm in Denver that um, grows hundreds of pounds of tomatoes a year. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. So, Adam, can you give us a tour? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so everybody, did you hear what Adam said that we can, the both methods are without soil, and yeah. you can grow uh, stuff on your countertop. So this is doable. So let's see what Adam is doing, and he's been generous enough to give us a tour of his uh, aquaponic um, setup here. So let's see. I'm so excited. Yeah, so aquaponics is basically um, a combination of hydroponic growing and aquaculture. Aquaculture is the raising of fish. So in this system, you're going to have um, a place for the plants to grow, a place for the fish to live. Now with normal like fish tanks, if anybody out there is a fish tank, you know that you have to change the water every so often because fish waste is poisonous to fish over time. It builds ammonia and um, other bad things that the fish can't process through their gills. 
So when you add plants into the mix, the roots of the plants actually take that ammonia and turn it into a nitrate cycle where they can transfer that into nitrates, nitrites and nitrates that they can then break down and use as fertilizer. So the plants, they clean the, um, they clean the water and then the water goes back into the fish tank and then the fish fertilize the water. So it's a nice little oh, wow. connected ecosystem. And all you have to do as the farmer is replace water that may get lost due to evaporation and yeah. to feed the fish. Really? Yeah. So this yeah. is the farm over here. Oh, wow. Not sure if I'm getting a very good shot of this. But sure. No, this is, this is good. So how much space do you have there, Adam? A little room. Okay. Um, but that is about a 70 gallon tank underneath for the fish to live in. And then up top mm -hmm. is maybe two feet by four feet worth of growth space. And this isn't full, you know, we have a few plants in here. Oops, sorry. Um, but there's definitely room for more. We have some empty pots that are not being used right now. Mm -hmm. A little baby pepper plant starting. We got wow. some habanero peppers back here. We have a wow. key lime tree that doesn't have any limes on it right now, unfortunately. Wow. Um, but, By the way, yeah. guys, Adam so lives in Denver. Denver, yeah. yeah. So here yeah. is, if you follow me over here. Yes. Down here is where all the fishies live. Hmm. And I'll, they're hungry because I haven't fed them yet today, so we'll see. Hmm. Oh, look at those fishies. So in a system like this, <clears throat> you can kind of farm out of both sides if you wanted to. I use goldfish, um, and I don't eat them, obviously, they're goldfish, but you could grow tilapia in a system like this, or crawfish, or so there, there are options to kind of get bounty out of both ends. Um, I started with a smaller system, so I started with goldfish, and then when I got a bigger one, I didn't, I couldn't part with the goldfish so they just <laughs> still exist um and it's kind of interesting because a lot of people think about goldfish like living a very short amount of time you get one at yes. the county fair and it lives in a bowl on your desk for a week and then it dies Could but it? if properly cared for goldfish can actually live for 25 years and they can wow. grow up to 24 inches long that is amazing so uh, this is so exciting so let's say you have a very uh, new farmer urban mm -hmm. farmer like me and I have a small little counter top and where should I start is there anything I can start maybe an herb or a simple plant uh, give us like yeah. 101 yeah absolutely um you don't need to grow food in a system like this you could grow you know uh, ornamental plants um, okay but I think the easiest things are herbs and leafy yes. greens. Okay. So kale, lettuce, um, chard, you know, arugula is an easy one. And then herbs like basil, um, rosemary are all very easy to kind of propagate from seed and uh, put into these systems. I see. So in order to do that, then you would still need a small little fish tank with a fish. And yeah. then putting a plant in there? 
basically. Yeah. So the main wow. things for a system like this that you would need are an area for the fish, hmm. a separate area for the plants, hmm. a pump to take water from the fish tank to the area for the plant, and then hmm. a drainage tube, an overflow tube to let the uh, water drain back into the fish tank. Okay. Um, and then a timer to control that. So the timer switches the system on every three hours, hmm. and then the system will flood this area right here below the hmm. plants. Yeah. So it has just done this cycle, which is why there's a little bit of water in here. Okay. And then at, after an hour, that'll turn off, and it'll drain back out where it came in. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. This is a perfect science project for kids. Oh, absolutely. Going like, to this, be will at win, home. this will win you the science fair for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I can see that. I mean, this is so unique. And a lot of kids, you know, small kids, they, they get fish as their first pet. Yeah. You know, and if we could just increase the lifespan of a fish, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> Because I have been, I have, I have done that with my daughter. So, uh, but this is a good way to, like I said, to improve the lifespan of the fish and yeah. get this little one plant growing and kind of uh, expand after that. So this is, yeah. this is perfect. Um, amazing. How simple. And what kind of, Plants have you tried? What do you get out of it? I mean, what? Um, I've tried all different sorts of things. I've grown um, zucchini wow. in there. I've grown cucumbers, mm. um, tomatoes, mm. um, lots of different herbs and leafy greens. Mm. But I've kind of gone to peppers because it's a continual plant. Like, if you mm. plant leafy greens, you got to constantly plant. You always have to have your babies ready to be put in the system when the yeah. other ones get to an adult size and you can harvest them. Yes. Uh, with peppers, you just harvest the peppers and you prune the plant like a topiary and it'll continue to produce um, peppers over time. So that's kind of where I stuck to. I like making hot sauces with them. Um, yes. I use them a lot in my cooking. Yes. Um, but this is, this setup is the sort of setup that um, can really solve a lot of food insecurity issues because it's year round. You don't need to rely on a um, food distribution network that Correct. is oftentimes, you know, lacking. Yeah, that's we, we true. We grow plenty of food in this country to feed everybody, but because of the supply chain, a lot of people are going hungry or not getting the nutrients that they need. That's, that's true, you are so right. And I also feel that when we are involved in the growing or nurturing of a plant, we are more, more likely to try something new. So you know how most of the time parents say, oh, children don't, my child doesn't like this, doesn't like that. I always tell them that, hey, allow the child to pick a fruit or a vegetable of he or she likes, get him involved, get him invested in it. Mm -hmm. So a project like uh, aquaponics would be perfect uh, to get kids involved, keep them busy, and actually see how, how food grows because we are dealing with a real problem with uh, access to food. I mm -hmm. mean, just imagine if COVID 
um, affects us even in worse scenario where our supply chain issue, our supply chain really breaks down. I mean, that's a possibility that has happened with the meat industry. Then what do we do? So having these techniques handy is going to be really important. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, now to the fun part of uh, um, drinking and cheering and all that good stuff. So what do you have for us? What are you going to show us? I'm so excited to learn. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of a spin on a Moscow Mule, which is a very like traditional classic cocktail um, available in just about any bar across America. Um, it's just a combination of vodka, ginger beer, and lime juice. Hmm. Um, ginger beer tends to be like really sugary. And hmm. a lot of times we'll have, instead of sugar, we'll actually have high fructose corn syrup in it which um, in large quantities is just not good for you. You know, it's processed, it's super refined and everything. Um, so we're going to substitute ginger beer with a citrus and ginger shrub I made. Um, and I'll show you guys how to make that at home as well. Um, a shrub is uh, basically it's a drinking vinegar. Um, they originated in the Middle East um, millennia ago. Uh, and then they've been used um, by Roman soldiers um, on march between different battles as sort of a thirst quencher. Um, and even in colonial America as a way to, before refrigeration, as a way to preserve uh, fruits. So Absolutely. Would, yeah, yeah would, this is interesting. Have... It goes back to the probiotic and, you know, taking care of one's gut health. Uh, yeah. So this is a perfect drink. It just fits into my cocktail menu. Um, mm -hmm. I don't drink alcohol, but um, I have always wondered what will I drink if I end up in a bar. So uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I guess I just have Something to find like a <laughs> exactly. I just have to find a mindful craft cocktail bartender. I may have yeah. to travel to uh, Denver for it. Um, but uh, no, this is, I wish drinking was, uh, you know, that the cocktails were cleaner because right. alcohol does add a lot of calories and, you know, issues with liver, so on and so forth. And one of the things that I have noticed that during COVID, people have, got, uh, have gained weight, but now the research is indicating that has a direct correlation with with the alcohol sales somebody's drinking so uh, you know we really have to pay attention to it so those of uh, you out there please pay attention to adam's cocktail recipe and maybe instead of your regular cocktail or a beer or uh, vodka let's try to switch to his shrub which i personally feel is is um, also a liver detoxer so show us adam yeah, um, and this cocktail can easily be made um, non-alcoholic too. So yes. we're, for a non-alcoholic version, you're just going to use the shrub and soda water. Okay. And it's just so easy. Yes. Okay, so. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll drink my water. <laughs> so we need to get here a little bit of soda water. Hmm. 
So how did you get into uh, making these uh, interesting cocktails? This specific cocktail, I got a book on shrubs and okay. I started reading about it. And it's just a simple mixture of fruit, sugar, and vinegar. Okay. Um, and really, I was just kind of interested in seeing if I could get um, a beverage that tasted a little bit more natural okay. into some of my cocktails and kind of um, express more like fresh berry flavors or fresh herb flavors that I wanted to come through instead of it being like sometimes um, when you buy like the bottled stuff or um, sodas or things, they taste very like artificial. Sure. And I wanted it to play with some of the more natural elements in some alcohols that I use that, you know, so it would taste more natural. Interesting. So, got our shrub right here. Okay. Got our soda water right there. Yeah. We have our vodka right here. Okay. So I think the the probiotics which are forming in the uh, apple cider hopefully will get rid of some of the bad stuff from vodka. Um, it should. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, and it's just the regular apple cider? Yeah, it's just regular apple cider vinegar. Um, so you let this kind of ferment for a couple days, like on sure. your countertop, and then you yeah. throw it in your fridge. And okay. because of the heavy citrus content in it mm. and the vinegar, it can, it'll it hold for up to a year in your fridge. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess you can take a spoonful of it in the morning, too. This is a much more pleasant way to get your apple cider vinegar than just a spoonful. I know a lot of my friends have tried that. I've tried it. I don't find it very pleasant. <laughs> how, about, how about if I use it in a salad dressing? There you go, yeah. Oh, like I said, you can drink this without the vodka too, and it's yeah. just a healthy drink. I pour myself a big glass of this after I am working in the yard, pulling weeds in yeah. my garden in the back, just so you know get it it helps replenish some of those electrolytes you might have lost uh yeah like you said it's good for your gut health it's yeah a good anti-inflammatory um okay, okay so what we're going to do right here this is called a lewis bag and it's just okay. a canvas bag okay um with a mallet and this okay. is a good way to kind of give somebody like if somebody comes to your home for a drink to kind of give them a little bit of a special experience most of us don't have crushed ice at home but we're yeah. gonna crush the mice right now for this drink and it's very easy. We're just gonna whack it a little bit. Okay. You can get some of your uh, energy out. What's that? I said you can get some of your energy out. Yeah, exactly. Some of your frustrations of the day, you know? <laughs> okay, so we got our crushed ice now. Gonna pour it into our, or we're actually, I'm gonna scoop it into the, glass so I don't make a mess everywhere. Yeah. Now, do you think working in politics made you get into uh, bartending? Um, I think that one of the reasons I worked in politics was because I wanted to help people out, you know, like I wanted yeah. to make their lives a little better. Um, and I've come to like, 
have this focus around food, improving yes. people's life through food. But it's not just about the nutrients that are in food. It's the communal activity. Sure. It's the um, emotional component to it. And there's something about hospitality. I mean, when you feed somebody or when you give them something that you make, like that's showing them respect. It's showing them love. It's showing them kindness that they might Absolutely. not have otherwise received that day. Um, so it's just, it, I, think, I think that's just part of my spirit maybe. Like I just like to... I just yeah. want to see people happy and help people. So this is, you know, it's it kind of fits doing it. like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then we're going to take a half an ounce of our shrub. Okay. I'm going to pour that in there. Two ounces of the vodka. Okay. You don't have to use that much vodka. You can use an ounce and a half, an ounce, whatever you feel comfortable with. Depends on the day you are having. Exactly. And then we're going to just top it with soda water. Yeah. Cool. Boy. And as a final ingredient, I like to add a little bit of fresh mint to it. So I pick some wow. mint from the garden. And a nice little trick about mint. Hmm. Next time you have some mint, smell hmm. it. Hmm. and then slap it and then smell it again and you'll notice that when you slap it like that it's gonna express all the oils um and it's really gonna be much mintier afterwards so you want to slap it throw it in your cocktail get a little of that mint going in there wow i can just imagine the apple cider vinegar the tanginess of it and mm -hmm. oh my god okay Oh, yeah, delicious. Very good. So you get a really good, strong ginger flavor. So it's like, I don't know if spicy is necessarily yeah. the right word, but there is kind yeah. of that like spicy. There's a kick to it. Ginger. Yeah. So you get that in, the, in like your nose and the back of your mouth and nice citrus notes. Um, usually this drink only has lime juice, but with our citrus shrub, we're using a little bit of orange, uh, lime juice and lemon juice. If you could get your hands on like some other kinds of citrus, like by all means, try that. Yeah. You could probably use clementine in this, mandarin, sure. orange, um, yeah. Meyer lemon, whatever. Meyer lemon, whatever blood orange. Yeah, you know, the absolutely. blood orange will add nice color too. Wow, this is yeah. fancy. Well, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to everybody at home. Um, and, and you should. You should have this uh, recipe. I think I sent you the recipe for yes, the shrub exactly. and for the cocktail. So yes. you can list that below. Um, very easy to but make. The, but those of us who are listening to us, can you uh, verbalize the recipe? Can you tell us how much of each ingredient? Do yeah. you have it? So for this shrub, the way hmm. I made this is I took two big roots of ginger, hmm. um, a half of an orange, three limes and one whole lemon wow. and i zested the peel of the lemon and the orange hmm. into sugar a uh, half cup of sugar and then peeled the citrus and through the peeled citrus and the whole um ginger into a blender hmm. blended it until it was pureed wow. um then i put that, combine that with the sugar in a mason jar, sealed it up and put it in a cool dark place for two days. Wow. And I took that back, added apple cider vinegar, 
hmm. uh, shook it up and let that rest for another day. Interesting. And how much apple cider vinegar did you add? Oh, sorry. Yeah, half cup. So it's going to be, yeah. So um, the fruit, the ginger, and then a half cup of sugar and a half cup of apple cider vinegar. Um, and I used a raw uh, turbinado sugar. Sure. Just a little less processed. Um, it's got some of the natural like molasses that sugarcane sure. has in it still on it. So it's going to, it has a nice like, it's somewhere between a sugar and a brown sugar in taste. Um, but it, it's more natural. It tastes less refined. Uh, which is nice for a cocktail like this because you want kind of the ingredients to shine. You you kind of want it to be a little rustic. In its Correct. Absolutely. No, this is a perfect recipe. And I think the shrub without alcohol would be a perfect drink for kids because you know yeah, how kids absolutely. like to have adult drinks at the parties or get yeah. together or birthdays. I think instead of serving them juice or soda or uh, I don't know, Hawaiian punch, any of that, uh, those type of drinks, if we introduce our kids very early on to um, this apple cider vinegar based shrub, obviously no alcohol, I think their taste buds are going to get used to trying new foods. So, yeah. so well, and if you, you want them to get the benefits of the apple cider vinegar and you, exactly. you're having trouble forcing them to that tablespoon down in the morning, you know, this is a good way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be ginger, you know, like, I've done these shrubs with, um, the last one I did was grilled peaches and rosemary. Um, okay. You could do it. I've done blueberry ones in the past with wow. mint, you know, like, so whatever your imagination, it's basically Good. just like the fruit and then equal parts sugar to vinegar. Wow. Um, and then you let it, just let it sit, strain out the solids and what you're left with is going to be delicious. And yeah, your imagination is pretty much the limit on that. You can make yeah. it with anything you have in your garden. And beautiful, beautiful looking uh, drinks too. I'm sure the blueberry yeah. and the peach looks um, stunning. So no, th thank you for sharing, Adam. So yeah, guys, Adam is a perfect example of what one person can do to make this place a better place. He, was, uh, he has been able to combine his love for uh, food, drinks, community, gardening, self-care, everything. You know, we all feel that, oh my God, uh, uh, is it worth it to just do what I want to do if I'm not impacting hundreds and thousands of people? And me, Adam, are a perfect example of that. Um, we try to do whatever we can to, to be aware, to be mindful, and like I said, make this world a better place. So Adam, on that note, I'm, uh, I'm going to thank you and thank you. Uh, enjoy your drink. I will be making the, uh, the shrub recipe, definitely, and Absolutely. will send you a picture as well. And uh, I, I hope everybody at home will do the same. And uh, we learned uh, something new today. You know, yeah. so a urban farmer, a mindful craft cocktail, bartender, and a dietitian. That was our combination today. And <laughs> it all worked out. And uh, again, thank you, Adam. Oh, thank by you. the way, 
Well, where do where do people find you? Do you have a, yeah. a social media presence? If anybody wants to have a question about cocktail, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I have two pages, and they're full of tutorials on different things. So you can follow me at A R, like my initials, Adam Rochelle Farm. 5280. 5280 is the elevation here in Denver. Um, so AR Farm 5280, if you want to know more about urban farming, aquaponics, that sort of thing. Or AR Bar 5280, if you want to know more about shrubs, cocktails, syrups, like all that sort of thing. Here we go, guys. Follow him and learn and enjoy and uh, continue taking care of yourself. Set small goals. Uh, like we just learned something today if you're going to drink just beer don't do that at least make a shrub so uh, so you know it will be a better drink and uh, you will feel less guilty and your body will thank you long term so again uh, thank your friends you. when they come over are gonna they're gonna be so they're impressed gonna be they're gonna want to know the recipe you'll be the coolest kid on the block that is correct that is correct that's uh, added benefit as well so thanks again for joining today's episode and i will be back uh, next week with uh, something new so thank you and uh, talk to you soon